Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talking Marijuana. We are here in studio at the John Lovitz uh, Comedy Club at the Universal Studios... CityWalk. CityWalk. I keep looking to my co-host for <laughs> confirmation about where we are. Um, early. That's it's where early. we're coming at. We do record this early in the morning for you guys. Um, and uh, But we are your, your hosts, Barry, Don, and Yami. I'm Barry Kramer. Uh, I am the patient operator of California Patients Alliance, a fully accredited, uh, GLACA accredited, and uh, Prop D compliant... <laughs> dispensary here in the city of Los Angeles and my co-hosts. <laughs> I'm Yami Bolaños and I'm the patient operator for Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center, a fully um, accredited D-compliant dispensary in the city of Los Angeles. Um, I'm also the uh, president and founder of the Greater Los Angeles um, Collectives Alliance, the sign of excellence in medical marijuana in the city of Los Angeles since 2006. And with us is Don. Hello, good morning. I'm Don Duncan, the California Director of Americans for Safe Access. You might know him as a microphone on our table <laughs> right, for right. most weeks. He's in Sacramento <laughs> and uh, and uh, and uh, usually a roving reporter. Uh, it's nice to have you here in studio yes. today. Nice to be here. And our wonderful guest today, Sarah Lovering. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi. And she is from MPP, the Marijuana Policy Project. And we are going to get into a lot of stuff that you guys are doing, a great organization. You're out there Excellent. doing really super stuff for um, really legalization happy. of marijuana. And we are going to dive into that nice. and, uh, in a later segment. That's a tease for those of you out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Sarah is a tease, so uh, there we go. Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, today. Welcome. Woman power in Los Angeles. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, so let's hit some of the headlines. What's that, going uh, on in the world, Barry? Well, here's what's going on in the world. The DEA, we love the DEA. My favorite people. Once again, sticking their nose where it doesn't belong. They in Oregon are in an ongoing, uh, I believe it's a suit to try. They think that medical records should not be private, that they should have access to all medical records, not just medical mm -hmm. marijuana users, which is their ultimate motive, but... Um, all medical records should be uh, available to the DEA. To the DEA, there is a program in Oregon called um, the Oregon Prescription Drug Monitoring Program, and it's a database. And the DEA wants to plug in. They mm. want to up their uh, their ability to their authorization I, to do. Now I thought prescriptions were already drug monitoring programs. Right? Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, you do have to sign and all that kind of stuff, but they don't want you to know your information. And the ACLU has um, been arguing in a brief that they filed last week that the third party doctrine, which is what the DEA is expanding now, mm -hmm. it's a legal term, then they're expanding that to, uh, to get your medical records. Mm -hmm. Third-party doctrine means that, you know, you've given your information to an organization, not the government, but mm -hmm. another organization, the AT&T, or, or in, in this case, it would be, a, you know, a, your doctor mm -hmm. or something, and they're saying uh, that by that, you've given up your privacy, and they can come in and do it. Now, this is a huge expansion of that yeah. because medical well, records we know, yeah, yeah medical records we know stretch. are yeah. totally illegal for the government to come in and look at your at your medical records. They include, you know, your name, your address, your date of birth, a pharmacy, the prescriber information, and specific uh, prescription information, including the drug names and dosage and when it was prescribed. It's just stuff that the it's government doesn't have the right to, to, to get yeah, into. There, you know, there's a way to get this already. You can get a, a court order, a subpoena. You know, search warrant, you know, it's not like they can't right. get it if they need it. You know, if somebody's yeah. running an Oxycontin ring, then, you know, sure, you can go and get, you know, through the courts. And you can get right, right, right. And speaking of Oxycontin rings... One of the other uh, news items that came up this week was uh, a... Uh, I don't think I'm going to have access to it here, but... Uh, my recollection is the, the lawyer in Florida, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lawyer. His a personal injury lawyer. His name is uh, Frank Morgan. John Morgan. John Morgan. John Morgan. <sighs> You're awesome. <laughs> uh, so John Morgan, sorry, John, about calling you Frank. Um, <laughs> uh, he spoke to an organization in Florida, and he was he's a he is the major backer of medical marijuana initiative in Florida for 2014. He's put up about half of the uh, $300,000 that uh, initially was put up to start that, that campaign. And so he was speaking in front of a, a, an organization and he was uh, telling them that uh, the prescription medicine that they use is way more dangerous and harmful than, and, and abused than marijuana. Mm -hmm. And that marijuana is relatively uh, 
calm and uh, non-toxic compared. And he was using Oxycontin as an example and saying that in in Florida in the previous year there was uh, 1,600 deaths and that's not even uh, including all the abuse of the drug itself. Oh, wow. And marijuana, you know, zero. Still holding at zero. Yeah, still, still holding at zero. <laughs> so uh, he was extolling that to the um, to the leader, civic leaders of uh, this uh, city in Florida. The Tiger and, Bay Club, apparently. And he, right. Tiger Bay Club. And he was approached afterwards by many people interested in what he had to say. And uh, as we say here on Talking Marijuana a lot, um, it's about education. It people about education. just don't know. And until you can give them some facts and show them that, you know, this is the situation as it exists, marijuana is harmless compared to the, the toxic medicines that you're taking for in your body and the, all the side effects that they have. Until we educate people, they don't know. This guy's a personal injury lawyer, mm-hmm. so right. his clients are going to need medicine. Right. <laughs> and I do believe he's looking for clients at the moment, as most personal injury uh, was, lawyers. You know, but the important uh, thing is that when there is a conversation like this in middle America or in normal situations that people are interested, because it, you know, it doesn't have side effects. And if you're older and you're taking all kinds of medications, you hear something like, oh, this won't give you a side effect to, you know, all the other side effects that you're getting because you're taking all these, you know, it's important that we have these conversations and that, you know, people get educated because it is about education. It is. So whenever you have the opportunity to explain to a friend or a group of people that you're, uh, what what the benefits of marijuana are, take that opportunity seriously because mm-hmm. it really makes a difference. It may, if Even if you just reach one person that goes, oh my God, I never knew that before um, or understood it in that way that passes on and it really makes a difference and it is a lot of the paradigm of uh, of marijuana is stoner mentality oh, that yeah. is how much of america still thinks of it um, and sadly and florida has a lot of horror stories that come out of out stories. of that state a lot of them having to do with um, the enforcement of mm-hmm. our nation's drug laws our marijuana laws but yeah given the senior citizen population there it would be so nice if they had a safer alternative to a lot of the drugs i'm sure they're currently using mm, absolutely and we hope that Florida will come on board as another marijuana medical marijuana state. Yeah. Um, Kudos to John Morgan for spearheading that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kudos out to him. Um, another kudo person that we've kudoed in the past is uh, Robert Corey. <laughs> Robert Corey, another uh, um, lawyer. Uh, he's in Colorado, and he was a, a key proponent in uh, passing Colorado's um, legalization. And uh, he got... Busted uh, about busted. a week ago. Busted in Colorado for smoking marijuana. He went to a um, sports game, a sports right? game, and he did try to kind of go to a quiet area somewhere and uh, and and smoke. Uh, but as he should know, the law in Colorado is that you can't smoke in right, public. Yeah. So Although, he's got you all know, these how many great. People have smoked at the stadium, right? No, absolutely. Okay. And yeah. not only not only how many people have smoked at the stadium, but up above him, while he was being arrested for smoking discreetly in the stadium, there was about you know thirty thousand fans that were getting sloshed yes. and Drinking, drunk with their yes. kids. Very true. Yeah, and uh, and Very true. you know that doesn't ever. Kind of come into the into yeah, play. He should know better. I mean, it's interesting. I think that he should have known better. I think that you know, there's situations where you back off and you don't. Well, you know, make I would chalk ways. it up to this. I would say that Colorado had great success recently. They're riding, pardon the pun, they're riding high on, <laughs> on their successes, and um, I think he felt a little. Um, there was a little pomposity in that. Well, you know, he, many cannabis smokers, though, you know, take the illicit puff from time to time in the car, uh, on their lunch break. You know, it happens. It was, uh, I thought that. But it was how he spoke to the officers that yeah. sort of made it a little <laughs> bit more of a pompous yeah, uh, effort. Right, and where he said, he basically told the officer, I bet I'm a big trophy for you, according to the report. And then when the officer said he didn't know uh, who he was, uh, and Corey explained, the officer responded that Corey should have known it remains illegal in Colorado to consume marijuana, and then they took him away. And I'm sure he's out, and, you know, it was a minor thing. And 
probably good press uh, for him and to be able to bring you yeah. know, more attention to the situation. It is ridiculous. He'll have that, an anecdote to share with his clients now. So yeah, yeah. And, and it is ridiculous that he can't smoke while everyone's getting absolutely brain damaged up above them right. with whatever they would like to be drinking and however much they would like to be drinking. So yep. um, kind of an odd story. I hope that he is humbled a little bit by it because I do think that he's done some really great work and uh, it's always the messengers that somehow carry the tone of the yeah. work mm -hmm. and when you're the messenger you have to be a little more careful and a little more uh, oh, restrained. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you, anything you do reflects on what you did. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And if he's giving advice to his clients to behave in a certain <laughs> way, you know, you right. kind of hope that he would right. follow his own advice. Oh, advice yeah. <laughs> and again, here we go to another smooth transition. Anything you do reflects on what you did. Uh, we had a we had a mm -hmm. Great mayor down in San Diego. What a great well, guy. He came in. Yeah. Oh, he was an awesome guy. He came in and he said, you know what? Enough with this marijuana debate. Let's we're gonna put it all on hold. We're gonna oh, we'll leave the dispensaries open and we'll continue to try and make an ordinance in San Diego. And then, of course, he walked off the mic and grabbed some lady's ass and probably fondled another woman's breasts. And so, yeah, there were a lot of allegations. Like you out people with uh, their smoke to yep. fire, So obviously we're yep. talking if about that. If he did uh, that, it's a bad thing to do. But, you know, uh, we have to also remember the whole Elliot Spitzer uh, uh, scenario here where a high-profile progressive or liberal politician uh, uh, really becomes a target. And so he probably, did, he probably did behave badly. I'm, I, I don't doubt that, but uh, how many politicians have done that too? The problem with Filner right. for me was not that he behaved badly, but that he was, he just, you know, he thought two weeks in a rehab was going to take care of this, and yeah. that he, he didn't seem to take it very seriously. He wasn't and, that sorry. And so, for our, <laughs> what happened with our community is he went down in flames, in as flames. we all know, so, in yeah. flames. Maybe. And, of course, there's a huge backlash against anything that he touched while he was in office yep. because he was so creepy. It's a, a tarnished legacy. Tarnished yes. legacy. And so now um, San, the new mayor in San Diego is closing down marijuana dispensaries. Which is frustrating because the new mayor used to be very supportive on this issue. We could always count on his vote uh, uh, on when this, this came into city council. But now, apparently, there's, I guess, something to live down. Yeah, so well, I think he wants to close everything down and start brand new. Right, right. Which sounds, right which sounds actually constructive. Unless you're one of those people. Unless you're like Yami or I that have been operating for six or seven years. How long does it take to start new, right? Like in Washington, yeah. D.C., it's taken them years to get yeah. to the point with actually serving patients. Right. Right. Well, once they get you right. closed, it's a, it's harder yeah, to, to get open. To right. reopen. So, um we hope that the fight down there in San Diego doesn't Back get really on the docket. Really it's not necessarily ugly. over. Uh, this past week, uh, in fact, I think tomorrow, uh, 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 medical marijuana regulations are back on the, the, the docket for mm -hmm. discussion items, so mm -hmm. no vote. I think they want to talk about doing regulations in January. Right, right. So, I mean, yeah, at least it's a positive thing. You know, it's not like it's never going to happen again. January is a great starting point. For every, it seems like every <laughs> yeah. law that's, suit that, that we're involved have in, in January, every, because it's every, to me, it's like a cop-out to put everything on hold for four months and then start Get in January. It is a it's like a bunch of people We've experienced that are here oh, in Los Angeles with our city council. Yep. You know, come November tenth, you know, they're, they're 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 into Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, and they're not really doing the people's work. It doesn't feel like, or they're rushing it through. So. Uh, it's really yeah. cool. Politicians have lots of vacation time, lots of time off. Well, especially now, the government's closed. So. Well, yeah, there's no government today. How interesting. Right. Yes. That's, oh, my goodness. That's a whole other, whole other topic. We were talking about that before the show. We're going to maybe take a little break here and uh, come back with another story or two and then get into a little bit of uh, what's going on legislatively around the country. And um, we'll see you on the other side of the break. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Upcoming shows to the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Welcome to FYI. <laughs> it's Dimitri Young here with Robert Fick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Marijuana. Hi, everybody. Crabman's Rock and Roll Revival featuring Frazier Smith is on the air, in your hair, and going out everywhere around the world. I'm Gary Garver, live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. This is the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. 
Hi, John Lovitz here. It's time to put laughter back into your life. Check out the John Lovitz Comedy Club, located in the heart of Universal Studios CityWalk, Los Angeles, not Orlando. For tickets, go to the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com. You are listening to the John Lovitz Podcast Network. Hey there, welcome back. We are uh, we're discussing the week's news and things that have popped up in the news item or grown in the news <laughs> item. <laughs> Sprouted. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, one of the great things this week was about some growers that uh, maybe some of you know out there. They were um, featured on a documentary series called American Weed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're brothers, a big family. Um, they're called the Stanley Brothers because their last name is Stanley. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> kind of interesting. Really nice. And uh, the reason I was uh, sort of drawn to them this week, other than seeing this article about them, is because I've seen them a bunch, you know. I've, uh, I saw the, the American Weed, and in that they talked a lot about growing and what they were growing, and they um, also were advocating quite mm-hmm. strongly. One of the brothers was really leading uh, his area of Colorado, mm-hmm. trying to organize, going to uh, state legislature, mm-hmm. much like you do, Don, to really push the agenda and make sure that people understood what the cost of what they were legislating mm-hmm. would, would be um, in human terms. And um, in that time, in the in the documentary the Stanleys got involved with a young a mother who had a young child who was looking for a high CBD uh, strain we've hmm. talked about high CBD strains here on the show before but they just to go over for those that might not know there are many cannabinoids in the marijuana plant THC the most famous and friendly of them all for most people <laughs> um, that is the psychoactive uh, element um, and the, uh, the, the gets you high gets you high. CBDs gets you well. CBDs work medically in your body. They work um, medicinally in your body. They are very strong that way. And, and for many years were bred out of marijuana. Most strains of marijuana contain maybe 0.5 to 0.9% mm-hmm. of CBDs. Huh. Whereas the new strains that are being <coughs> developed and we're, we're getting back high CBD strains are coming in in the 10% to to 15% range CBDs. And CBDs work in tandem with the other cannabinoids, THC being one of them. So you never want to strip away all the other cannabinoids and just grab just this one. Yeah. You want to have a very high right. content which, of which the CBD. Which I guess CBD, is what these guys are up to, right? Is which there? is what they do. And uh, so since they've been on that, <clears throat> there's six brothers. They're a very religious family, so the article says. Um, they're, they're, they just really, uh, you know, are about doing good. This is what their purpose in life is. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to be considered stoners. And we and want to really break that a, mentality. They've experienced the the culture in Colorado. They've Absolutely. had dispensaries. They've been closed down. They fought city ordinances. I mean, they have really experienced what the movement is in Absolutely. Colorado. And in finding this mother with the child who really needed a high CBD concentrate, they think they found their calling and so their their grow operation which is very large in in colorado Mm -hmm. about 75 percent of it is high cbd strains strains that most uh potheads would not really be looking for the people that are looking for that are medicinal patients who really need the benefit of of this incredible plant to help their quality of life which is how we always describe this medicine as a quality of life medicine yeah and that's like epileptics and cancer patients right those epileptics are cancer patients uh, anti-inflammatory properties for yeah, okay absolutely Good stuff, yeah. okay mm-hmm. but you know we have to remember it's all about the synergy you know we don't want to breed out the thc right yeah. absolutely and they you know and again 25 percent of their crop is not uh high cbd it's probably high thc mm-hmm. but the fact that they're um really moving toward that and i think that uh, a lot of this industry is going to start to move toward that until we get a nice balance. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think legalization in, in is going to kind of lift the recreational uh, side of things up much sure. more. But I'm glad before we get the tidal wave of legalization, which I'm very much looking forward mm-hmm. to, that we do get this great information about oh, yeah. CBDs and how we can move forward the, the medical. And a lot of people mm-hmm. always ask me, Hey, you know, if they legalize 
marijuana in California, aren't you like out of business? No. And you know what? I'm like, no, I mean, patients still need medicine. medicine sure. Exactly. And they need to know that they're not getting it from the, you know, I sell everything store, that yeah. they're getting it from a store, uh, a, a dispensary that really has focused on that yep. and knows what, no, what and can it's help them. No, it's specific medically. to their, you know, whatever their ailment is. And, you, know? Uh, you know, in a place like the Netherlands, uh, you know, those two programs run side by side. Yes. You have your, your coffee shop program. And, mm -hmm. and your pharmacy program. Absolutely. They do fine together. Yeah, they do. Hmm. So we wanted to give a big shout out to the Stanley Brothers. Uh, yes. It's a, a long journey for them, and I think they're really uh, showing a great side of what, what can be done. American yeah. weed. American, American weed. Yeah, American weed. a good family show. You know, setting great examples of how you go ahead. I was worried about the reality shows. shows. I laughed a little bit, I have to say, when it was a reality show. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like the guys. Exposure, but, you know, like when people go on TV, they get their 15 minutes of fame, yeah. and it's like, what's the downside of that? Well, to, for for these guys, for these brothers, there's been very little downside. Yeah. I think it really helped huh. them, but I think that's because their heart was in a in a good sure. place, and uh, and they seem to be really great well, they guys. They didn't do anything sensationalizing either on the show. I mean, it, when they were on the show, they just showed them what they were doing. There was no crazy stuff, you right, know, like right, right. making no, your no. interest. They were advocating like, for like growing. They, they, yeah, they knew yeah, what yeah, they were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. They knew the strains they were looking exactly, for, like confidential, because yeah. yeah. it's a heavy indica, and heavy indicas are great yeah. pain relief. Uh, right. medicines. The thing I really liked about this article, and I really hate about every single, 100% <laughs> of every other article, was the comment section. Um, oh, a really contentious thing these days, right. the comment section on, 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 on stuff. But I, I do I have a weird sense that I want to read a few on every article. <laughs> yes. and I, go, I do too. And I quickly I get too. disappointed yeah, with yeah. the you know, ignorance of the people that are writing in. This comment section, there's like 23 comments on this article. Every single one, not one negative, you know, Bush is, huh. a, Bush is the reason for all this or right. whatever, you know. Every single comment was how wonderful these brothers are nice. and how they have, and it seemed like many of the people that wrote in, it's a, it's a Colorado newspaper. It's the Gazette. It serves yeah, Colorado so Springs. Probably, yeah, so it serves their fans. area. Yeah. They have a lot of fans out there in Colorado. Everyone that wrote in said, oh, my God, these Great. guys have saved my child. They've oh, saved yeah. this person. They've nice. helped, them, helped me so much. It's my, good when people speak up like that because oh, I think that discourages the, 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 the people who just want to stir comments. Yeah, exactly. But it really was an unusual comment section. I've never seen every every comment be positive and such nice. a great outpouring for these brothers. So great again, credit just, to them because because you know they always have something bad to say. Somebody always yeah, comes up with something yeah. bad, and for to have a comment section that's all positive, that's that says a lot for so, them. So uh, yeah. that's our little shout out to the Stanley Brothers. Yes. Hope you have a good day out there. In Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. Happy growing. Uh, happy growing. Okay. Pleasant growing. Um, and maybe let's turn to legislature. Legislature and what's going well, on in California. The... Well, we had a big development. Yes. Uh, uh, Governor Jerry Brown signed the Hemp Bill. Yes. Mark Leno's Hemp Bill. 566, am I confusing the numbers? You might be. Uh, you have a lot of numbers to uh, Nonetheless, Mark Leno's hemp bill has been signed by the governor. Uh, it's the law in California now, and some people aren't happy with it. Uh, I'm happy. Well, I know, because you're always happy. You're a very positive <laughs> guy. You know, you always look for the, you know, the silver lining. Um, I We're having this discussion now because, I mean, it, first of all, it was a very little-known fact that Jerry it was Brown it was very quiet. Sent, you know, signed the bill. The other thing is that we have had backlash. I mean, I had I wrote I read a letter yesterday from an advocate in our you know community calling it a useless piece of legislation. Mm -hmm. you, you said that? Or no, not me. No, no. I, I understand what what he means, uh, but but I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Well, first of all, this bill passed uh, <coughs> one of the houses unanimously, mm -hmm. which means Republicans voted for something pro cannabis, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen very much in California, so that's great. Pro hemp. Uh, this bill, uh, uh, provided there's a change in federal law, will actually take effect. But even if we don't see that soon, uh, or we don't see it ever, uh, this bill is still important because it's a symbolic victory for the cause of cannabis and for industrial hemp. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that the state legislature is doing this is important. And in politics, perceptions and symbols matter. So, so I, I think even if it doesn't result in a, in a plant in the ground in the next two, three, four, five years, that's okay. It's still a victory. 
Yeah. And listen, we got to claim victories. We got to claim victories. Right. Can, yeah. I, there, there's a, a thinking I think sometimes people have around these legislative issues that we saw with the regulation bill this year in California. We were trying to adopt regulations for uh, uh, dispensing centers, and uh, uh, people sometimes think, well, if it's not perfect, I won't have it. I'm not having any part of it if it's not perfect, and that's just not how laws are made. You know? No, uh, not at all. Like one brick we're saying before it's like making sausage, right? Like you really yeah. wouldn't want to see this. <laughs> uh, and, it's and that's disturbing. How legislation's made. imperfect in its in its nature. It's all about compromises and trade offs. And what Baby can steps. we get? What can we get? In, incredible right. steps. And that's really uh, uh, what people have to appreciate with the hemp bill is that even if plants aren't going in the ground in January, uh, we still scored a victory. Right. So yeah. I'm happy with it. It's a starting point. I, I'm happy, too, in the sense that, you know, I mean, it's so hypocritical that this government, the federal government, forbids the growing of hemp in the United States, yet it imports. The federal government imports hemp paper, which Don told me this morning is not really hemp because it's already turned into paper, but it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it's made of hemp. It's it made of hemp. hemp, yes. And which even, we can't do here. That's the point. Yeah, no, but even the federal here. government imports hemp paper for, you know, to do their National Archives stuff. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's so hypocritical. But so we're, we should be happy about this hemp bill, even though it doesn't mean a damn thing. Well, it's not, it doesn't mean plants are going to be growing in soil in California next year, but it does mean something. Well, let's say this. We passed Measure D here in Los Angeles, and that hasn't meant a damn thing either. So there's, there's lots of legislation that passes that doesn't well, mean anything, but it is good to have it on the well, books. There's, there's legislation and implementation. This isn't exactly a situation where they're not implementing because they can't because the bill says right. federal law has to change. Right. But, uh, but unlike uh, the hemp bill, D hopefully will be implemented by December. <laughs> I'm going to knock on some wood. Yeah. That, Other that, states, that though, might happens. pick this up. And, you know, yes, that, I course. remember in the early days, I'm saying the early days, and uh, depending on how old you are, that seems silly or uh, not. But yeah. in the early days, I'm thinking back in the early 1990s and, and, and cannabis activism, uh, we always used to say that 30 states had pro-marijuana legislation on the on their books already. Mm -hmm. And that's because at some point over the years before the early 90s, 30 states had had some sort of resolution or, mm -hmm. or uh, a sense of the House or whatever, mm -hmm. that they passed some sort of thing to Congress. Uh, None of which actually resulted in legal cannabis or medical cannabis, but all of which were stepping stones to where we are today. So, so I think a hemp bill yeah. uh, is a I'm, good thing. I'm glad to see some forward motion on a hemp and, bill, whether symbolic you know I, or regular, I, because I, it's it's so ridiculous that hemp well, and, is and illegal. Right. Jerry Brown still cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and we didn't get any pushback from uh, law enforcement no, on this bill in California. It was the only thing yeah. that they didn't push back on. Maybe this they year. didn't know. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was so it was quiet. A secret, so, that so they, they wouldn't know. Right. Even law enforcement. What a shame law enforcement is. Yeah, I know. It's the huge. Oh, we're going to talk about that with. Sarah too. So, <laughs> um, legislatively, anything else? Uh, well, you know, the happening? hemp the hemp bill is the big story this week. Of course, the federal government's closed, so there's no news there. We did have the historic hearings in the Judiciary Committee in Congress, and, and that was that was, was great. great. Yep. Um, we talked about that a bit last time, and then uh, uh, we expect new congressional hearings coming up uh, very soon. So, they're going to hopefully not delayed by the shutdown. And, uh, of course, they probably will be at this right. point. Uh, surely, the shutdown won't be that long, right? How right. long do they need to shut down to make a point? I know. The Republicans are making a point. They made it. But I don't think anybody's. We've never had these Republicans there before. We've had warm-ups for them, like Michelle Bachman and those like that. But right. Ted Cruz, he's a, he's on a self-destruct yeah, total mission. He'll do whatever it takes. That this happened last time. Right. It was a different world in '95 for yeah. sure. And it was a partial shutdown then. And this has, is partial well, right now, and it has the potential for going. Th this more. is partial in that Congress still gets paid. They didn't pass the budget. Yeah, why don't they stop paying those schools? Like, They're not even doing their job. I don't even know why they're still getting paid. The There's a reason I they have you a 10% uh, popularity. You should get paid after you get out of office, according to how well you did. <laughs> Oh, I think that should be a an rule. honor system. Yes, an honor system. We'll put a bonus. And if you, you do well, then you get paid. And if you don't do well, you don't get paid. Well, we have sure. to pay the bills here, so we're going to take a little break, and uh, we will come back and uh, we're going to dive into. Uh, we're gonna, I'm doing them all. I'm, my brain is on overtime. We're going to come back and talk with. Uh, we're going to come back and talk about MPP with Sarah Lovett. Great. Yes, and what she's and, up to. Great. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. This is the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Upcoming shows to the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Welcome to FYI. <laughs> it's Dimitri Young here with Robert Fick. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Marijuana. Hi, everybody. Crabman's Rock and Roll Revival featuring Frazier Smith is on the air, in your hair, and going out everywhere around the world. I'm Gary Garver, live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. This is the John Lovitz Podcast Network. Hi, John Lovitz here. It's time to put laughter back into your life. Check out the John Lovitz Comedy Club, located in the heart of Universal Studios CityWalk, Los Angeles, not Orlando. For tickets, go to the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com. You are listening to the John Lovitz Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to Talking Marijuana. We have had a, a sneak in during the break. That's welcome right. Welcome to you, Dan. Hi. Nice to have you here. This is Dan Gabriel, our Dan man Gabriel. on the street and pot enthusiast. Yes, and guy stuck in traffic for the last <laughs> half hour. I thought for sure that the government shutdown would affect traffic a little bit. I thought, let's find some positive in this. Maybe a lot of people are going to stay home and ease up traffic. Children place. Yeah, not. did not. No one yeah. seems to know. The government care. didn't show up for work, but everybody else. Else did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's annoying. Dan's a phenomenal comedian. We don't say that often oh, on this thanks, uh, show, but it's great to have you here, and it's super funny. All right. <laughs> Glad um, to be here. What and, are we talking uh, about today? Today. Oh, okay. Marijuana. 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 Awesome. Yeah. We haven't uh, figured everything out yet? No. Not yet. Every All week right. they keep throwing more marijuana. Hamples of it. Does the government shutdown mean that the DEA is no, no longer funded? No, oh. ironically, it that would be. <laughs> I was kind of hoping. Yeah. They're essential. They're considered yeah, essential. We, law enforcement. Oh. Yeah, we can't pay our, uh, our our arms forces, but yeah, so we can. The soldiers are not getting paid. I know. I can't believe that they're not going to pay. How about it? There's but no let's pay the DEA. I mean, they could just overturn the government and say you're not paying me. Then, I don't think you know, they'll do that. Well, and I just want to say the views expressed by Yanni are not necessarily those of the uh, program. <laughs> <laughs> so we have We're an amazing citizens. guest today. Yes. And we would Hello. like to get into your doings and uh, My machinations. World. Yeah, so nice. Sarah Leverling um, from Marijuana Policy Project, yep. MPP. You guys are doing lots of stuff. One of the big things that we saw you did recently was a television ad for NASCAR. Yeah, outside of a NASCAR um, event. It was awesome. It got a lot of publicity. It got people talking about stuff. Oh, and yeah. I think it also helped to piggyback for the new campaign that's going on f- to try to get for the Super Bowl some sort well, of Well, yeah, so we just ran another really fun billboard um, at the Mile High Stadium outside of a Broncos game. And it's basically challenging the NFL. You know, why are you punishing players for using marijuana, but, um, but not for alcohol, a much more dangerous drug? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the point of these is not necessarily to get the NFL to change their policy. That would be nice. But the bigger picture is, yeah, it's to get people talking about this mm-hmm, and to absolutely. really be thinking about, you know, the way our nation treats marijuana. And is, is it logical? Is it healthy? Is it safe? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of those guys need marijuana to recover from the brutal <laughs> injuries that they're sustaining Rather Honestly, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Honestly, that, that is actually what we're hearing. Players are speaking out, and they're saying a lot of players do use this for pain control. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, uh, it, it's a much better alternative than the pills far that less they're going to get into their bodies. Yeah, some stuff that they give them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For pain relief. And it's not like it helps them play football. No. It's not, I, I mean, I can understand you testing for something that gives you an edge over the other competitors. <laughs> right. This is not one of those things. You know, that's curious because for a long time, you know, marijuana in the Olympics. That's, that's what a lot of people argued. You know, I remember there was like a famous snowboarder who got busted because he had marijuana in his system during and one of the Olympics and he lost his gold medal. But actually, interestingly, uh, there is some kind of news coming out lately that marijuana could potentially be a performance-enhancing drug. You know, it helps you breathe better. It's a it's a bronchodilator. It calms you down. It calms so you yeah, down. So worried about I don't the competition. See that in a lot of my friends, but you maybe. Have fun. <laughs> right, and yeah. from a sport that has kind of a creative aspect to it, like snowboarding, yeah. you know, for some people, marijuana does help them be Absolutely. a little bit more creative. I, I exemption and, for snowboarders. I mean, come on, can you find a snowboarder who's not stuck? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you find somebody? with the balls to do that without that, that, right. that, that is not something that sober people go, yeah, that's a good idea. I want to do this. I'll project yeah, yeah. myself Absolutely. hundreds of feet into the air. Yeah, with a, with a board strapped down. to my feet <laughs> that my bones will break before it will. Right, yeah, right. You need a joint to smoke before you do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I knew Ouch. a trophy-winning race car driver that never raced without smoking a joint before wow. he got in his car and went, you know, as fast as he possibly wow. could. And he was a winner. He, Must he, he excelled. <laughs> Gave him focus, maybe. High CBD, high STP content in that one. <laughs> wow. um, so that was, this is a great awareness uh, yeah, we're, project that you guys So what is the billboard going to say exactly? Well, it, it actually already appeared. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know exactly Do what it said. Do billboards get taken down? They have. Uh, we put up a billboard outside of um, a beer and wine festival in Portland, Oregon, I believe. Yeah, I remember that. And it got a lot of press. Um, and the day before the festival opened, and the billboard actually was encouraging people to consider the safer choice. So it showed a marijuana leaf on it, and it showed you know a glass of beer on the it. The safer choice at yeah. a beer Right outside of a big, I think it was a beer and beer wine festival. festival. And the night after all of the TV coverage, the night before the festival began, it actually did get ripped down, which was kind of good in a way because it gave us all this earned media around that. You know, we got to publicize the fact. Somebody ripped it down. Exactly. I mean, if you pay for the advertising space, you should be able to put up there whatever you want. I mean, yeah. within, as long sure. as it's not, you know, it's with NASCAR, right? You, know, you guys got a big media hit off of we got it, yeah. NASCAR being pulled, basically. Exactly. That's that's, the, that's really the goal of these. You know, we kind of go into it knowing there's a huge risk of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, if it gets pulled, there's even more yeah. media attraction we can get out of that. It's bringing awareness, and that's what's important. It does make right. them think, yeah. though. Everybody who sees that billboard, no matter how far their head is oh, up absolutely. their ass, they're going to go, yeah, you know, maybe sense. that's yeah. And it starts uh, to become part of our about. national dialogue, yeah. which it's not when you don't have anything in your face. Yeah, bring exactly. Your to it, yeah. Exactly. And if you saw uh, some of the media coverage, you know, the, the news stations went around and interviewed event attendees asking them what they thought of it. And it was really cool because a lot of folks that really looked like average Joes, they, they really expressed favorable views, you know, they and, and they clearly weren't, you know, stereotypical stoners. Right. They were just like, no, you know, I think it's okay. People need to kind of hear the opposite viewpoint. I think that's good. And that's that's really what we want. Information is cool. And as we were talking yeah. about earlier, yeah. you know, uh, the lawyer that was talking about oxycotton being so much more dangerous to your health, alcohol is so much more uh, yeah. dangerous for your body than uh, yeah. marijuana is as a substance to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from major events like that, you know, we we do hear tons of stories about horrible shenanigans that go on that are kind of alcohol fueled. You know, mm-hmm. fights like the the whole Dodgers oh, that was fight horrible. that happened. Horrible, yeah. And so, yeah, you know, I think we just kind of need to to talk about this that there is a safer alternative. It doesn't have to be this alcohol fueled, you know, shenanigan going on. Right. It, we 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 do have a safer alternative. We have a pretty smart um, listener base uh, here at Talking Marijuana, but I really would like you to they're, talk they're both about. Really bright. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten the letters from the two of them. They, uh, they still appreciate what we're doing. But it would be great if you would just give us a little rundown on what MPP Marijuana Policy Project Excellent. does. Yeah. What's your history and you know what you guys are doing? Okay. Yeah. So I'll start out by by who we are. Basically, for those of you who may not know, we were founded in 1995, and we're essentially a nonprofit lobbying organization. Our mission is to change bad marijuana laws. We, we believe that prohibition is more harmful than marijuana itself. So we aim to pass medical marijuana laws. We aim to make marijuana available for all adult use. And we also aim to kind of change some, you know, societal viewpoints that have really been shaped by government lies, right. propaganda. Yeah. Backed up by Sanjay Gupta, who said we've been lied right. to, but mi- systematically misled by our government. Oh, and I loved for his apology. For a lot of different reasons, for, yeah. for financial reasons, mo- ma- mainly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But this organization fights hard to fight back against that perception. Yeah, so we run state initiatives. We, we put lobbyists into different state houses. Um, and then we, we do advertising, like you were just talking about. So um, earlier, Yami was asking me to talk about what we've done in Santa Monica. That's, that's kind of been in the news in and out over this past mm-hmm. year. Um, our work in Santa Monica actually goes back to 2006. We spearheaded a lowest law enforcement priority initiative oh, yeah. in yeah. several cities around California. Um, and it passed, I think, with um, 91% or something, Re- really a really sweeping victory in in Santa Monica. Um, 
And then more recently, a group there, Santa Monicans for Safe Access, has been trying to get the city to re-examine their moratorium on medical marijuana dispensaries. Mm-hmm. And this, time. yeah, it, it's a it's a big city, and they have no medical marijuana dispensaries because they have a, mar- a moratorium. And this really grew out of one man's experience. He tried to set up a cannabis testing facility um, in Santa Monica, and he got shut down. And so he has really kind of been leading the effort, and MPP has, has really just been supporting him. Um, he, he's been a rock star. Richard McDonald is his name. Um, so earlier this year, MPP's director of state policies, Karen O'Keefe, who lives here in L.A. as well, actually, um, she spoke to the city council. She wrote a couple of letters to them. MPP has been sending out alerts to our um, constituents in this area, all for the purpose of just getting them to contact their city council members and, and begging them, please re-examine this moratorium. Patients in Santa Monica need safe mm-hmm. access, yeah. and they need local access. They shouldn't so have to be... They shouldn't have to go to West so L.A. every right. yeah, time. Yeah. But it's not right. like they're doing any... They sh- you're just making them drive to the next city. You're exactly. Not- it's a NIMBY thing. It's like, okay, go to Culver well, City. Santa Monica has been resistant to, to medical cannabis for many years now. So yep. It's good to see progress there. Yeah, so um, actually in August, they agreed to continue their moratorium, but to basically start putting regulations in place in December, I think it is. They're going to re-examine it, yeah? Yes. So they, are, they have at least said that in December they are going to start actually looking at putting regulations into place. That's awesome. That's great news. So... Um, um, MPP really just supported that effort. Um, Richard McDonald and Bill Leahy were were really the ones kind of pushing and on the ground, talking to patients, making it happen. I think we're going to have Bill in here uh, in a week or two, nice. a couple of weeks, so we'll talk a little bit more about that, Santa Monica. That effort. I know that there's an effort from MPP, and I was happy to see this, to, yeah. that you you have a new sort of project going on, 10 states by 2016? Yeah, 2016, 2017. Um, so... MPP spearheaded the legalization campaign in Colorado last year, and we congratulations. On thank that. you, and, and, and thank job. you, and and it was really our supporters that made it happen. You know, course, they they yeah. they completely funded that effort, um, and yeah, we want to continue that trend and bring that success to at least ten other states around the nation. So um, the next state that we're working on right now, actually, is Alaska. It'll be the only state that we work on in 2014. Right. 2014 is not really an ideal year for a legalization initiative. It's a midterm election year, which means that we don't have as many young people coming out to vote, and young people are statistically more supportive of marijuana law reform. Mm -hmm. But Alaska is a smaller state population-wise, so it's cheaper. The polling there is good. So we're actually in the middle of the signature drive right now, and uh, it'll appear on the ballot in November. Awesome. Assuming the signature drive is successful, awesome. which we believe really it will up be. the whole West Coast all the way up to Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All right. right. So, and then in 2016, we're looking at California, of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Arizona, Maine, um, Nevada. We're actually working on Nevada right now. In Nevada, you have to actually conduct the signature drive a full 24 months ahead oh, of wow. the election. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we're we're, wow. we're getting into that right now. Um, and and that's really exciting. Earlier this year, we helped the state pass a law allowing dispensaries for their medical patients. Did that law have anything to do with the reciprocal nature of dispensaries in Nevada? Because I know they're the only state, as far as I know, maybe. There might be one other state on board that allows medical recommendations from, from other states, states to be used in their state. Oh, reciprocity, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, reciprocity. yeah, and we don't have that here in California no, because there weren't other <laughs> medical states yeah, when no, this no, law was passed. Yeah. No we didn't have the foresight, yeah. So, um, you know, I wasn't involved in the lobbying effort around that, so I don't actually know the details of that legislation. But, yeah, you know, that whole fight, it got the people of Nevada talking about that. Oh, yeah. And that's what's really important. With, with this fight, you know, a lot of people, they see marijuana quite often in their lives, so it's kind of easy for some people to think that it's already legal mm-hmm. or, you know, well, people aren't really— We get that a lot here in California, yeah. the complacency that we've been from a legal UCLA state for— that they did for juniors and seniors in high school. They asked them about legalization, and they were like, what are you talking about? There's a dispensary in every corner. It's I believe legal. it. You I know? believe so it. So they don't even think there's a problem. Yeah. You know? Perception. I talk yeah. to people regularly, yeah, who—I talk to a trucker from yeah. Georgia, Georgia, 
who thought that marijuana was legal in his state. (laughs) And I cautioned him very heavily, it's definitely not legal in your state. (laughs) Um, Please be careful. So yeah, you know, a lot of our work is awareness and public outreach and getting people to realize not only is it not legal, your tax dollars are being flushed down the toilet. Some people's lives are being really screwed up. Yeah. It's all about information. I think the more that people hear about all the discrimination and all bad things that go on, the more awareness is spread, you know, the better off we'll be. It exactly. is about information. Exactly. We're going to take our last short break here and get some information to our listeners about whoever is sponsoring <laughs> this particular episode today. And we love you for it. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> and we'll come back and we'll talk some more with Sarah about MPP and... Um, Excellent. And we'll have our dope of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Exciting week for dope of the week. (laughs) All right, thanks, and we'll see you on the other side. You are listening to the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Upcoming shows to the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Welcome to FYI. (laughs) It's Dimitri Young here with Robert Fick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Marijuana. Hi, everybody. Crabman's Rock and Roll Revival featuring Frazier Smith is on the air, in your hair, and going out everywhere around the world. I'm Gary Garver, live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. This is the John Lovitz Podcast Network. Hi, John Lovitz here. It's time to put laughter back into your life. Check out the John Lovitz Comedy Club, located in the heart of Universal Studios CityWalk, Los Angeles, not Orlando. For tickets, go to the John Lovitz Comedy Club.com. You are listening to the John Lovitz Broadcast Network. And welcome back to Talking Marijuana. Um, we are with Sarah Lovering of Marijuana Policy Project, MPP. And we're talking about your organization, what you do. I have to say, I'm very. Uh, Excited to be sitting between you guys. <laughs> nice. These uh, Sarah's representing MPP. Don is representing uh, Americans for Safe Access, and these are two. Since I've been in an operator and op- opened my dispensary, um, I immediately looked for organizations that would help to guide me yeah. what I wanted to do. Uh, ASA is uh, there is a distinction between these two um, mm-hmm. organizations, and the distinction is that ASA stays strictly with medical marijuana and medical and advocates on behalf of medical marijuana patients whereas uh, MPP encompasses all marijuana you're really a huge legalization uh, organization and we love you for that because both of these things concurrently are super important oh exactly and it's important yeah. to have focus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so appreciate that ASA stays focused on medical patients my patients appreciate it and so my appreciative patient. for MPP that really does the great work in all the states of Thank getting you. this information out and starting to right. get the ball rolling uh, right. for legalization. So I just wanted to acknowledge that this is really an awesome yes. uh, panel right <laughs> the here. Whole alphabet soup it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. These are important people oh, yeah. and they are doing very important things. So uh, support these similar. organizations. Uh, like Sarah was saying earlier, you know, getting out, calling your congressman. These guys always ask you to do that. Oh yeah, it's really important and it takes two seconds. And their their organizations make it super easy a click of a button or a and it matters yeah and it It really matters matters. oh yeah your legislators so need to hear from you so you've grown over 96 you say is when 95 mpp was founded so 2015 will be our 20th anniversary pretty amazing yeah it is it's uh yeah, a lot has happened in that time, mm-hmm. and, and I by no means am taking credit for MPP achieving all of that. But, yeah, in 1995, there were no medical marijuana states. Right. Yeah. So this is huge. All the all the players are very important when they're serious about what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that's, that's a really good thing. Yeah, working hard. You know, sometimes people, they ask me what the difference between ASA and MPP is, and I will often say, you know, MPP does not really work at the local level. You know, I mentioned earlier we did the lowest law enforcement priority initiative in Santa Monica, but that was kind of a rarity. We don't often get really into the weeds of local policy, mm-hmm. and that is important still. Into the weeds, I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good part. <laughs> slipped right in there. So, and I often will refer people to ASA for stuff like that. You know, ASA not only has local people on the ground, but just a lot of expertise in, in local policy. I, I see Don, you know, at all of the city council meetings. Yes. Many, many hours in City Hall. Oh, yeah. So, and that's that's not 
MPP's area of expertise, and I will fully yeah. acknowledge that. It's important in a movement for the people participating in the movement to know that there are solid organizations uh, behind them. And uh, absolutely here in Los Angeles, we we see these spaces all the time mm -hmm. um, showing up at protests and showing up at city council and really advocating. And that's it's been a great sense of uh, of pride and, and help uh, to the operators the here support, and the yeah. people that are and the patients here mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Yep. Yeah, it's been pretty good. And both of you have very responsible looking faces. <laughs> I think that's important. No nose rings. Yes, that's it. I took mine out for the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both of you make good clips. You know He's super saying? tatted up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it is key, though, actually, you know, really I mean, I'm absolutely serious. I always tell people when we're doing our trainings that, uh, you know, that's just one less hurdle to get over, you know, yeah. put on a nice shirt. And yeah. You have one less Meet us at City Hall on the steps, but smoke before you get there. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, Dress like a Republican. Um, those yeah, rules are dress. really important. I they mean, are. They, it's because funny. They, sound they, they so are important. They sound dumb, but, you know, like your parents telling you dress nice, you know, make sure you well groomed. But it is important. It is important. It is very important. Be because it, it gives it gives the other side fuel mm -hmm. uh, to right. throw at us if we look irresponsible. Oh, yeah. Back in another life, I used to be an actor, and uh, and uh, when I would go out on auditions, y y you quickly realize that the second you walk through the door, they've Decided. made up their mind, or or at least you know ninety percent of what they're thinking about you is done, and that is the first impression right. you make. And I've always been oh, yeah. uh, a firm believer in what Asa and MPP have always told us when we go to advocate at City Hall or we're going to a protest. You know, don't wear the tie dye. Leave it mm -hmm. at home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, don't yeah. have any more tie-dye. Wear it under your shirt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Your underwear. Like Superman stuff. Right. My underwear yeah. is always tie-dye. I had to go to court once to fight a traffic violation, and my dad, I was I was like 16 years old, my dad made me get a haircut. My hair was all scraggly. I had to get a haircut and, and get a suit, and I went and, and showed up really uh, ready to present, and the judge was blind. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that's good. Yeah. That's so that's right. why I dress like crap. Feel your presence. <laughs> yeah. Is that, the, is that a suit? It smells like a suit. <laughs> you must be. You, you know, yeah. You smell like a good-looking gentleman. <laughs> I wonder how you can make a good first impression with your voice. I, I know you can do it with your nose. Yeah. You know, you do have to shower. Yeah, and... yeah. Exactly. I'm sure, you know, just be eloquent. and. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I sounded like a guy in a suit. It's interesting. On this topic, I'm watching a movie. I haven't finished it. It's the ease of watching at home. You know, you can turn it off right in the middle. But it's called We're the Morgans. Uh, just came out recently with okay. uh, Aniston and um, uh, Jason Sudeikis and uh, basically he's a he's you know our age guy that's still selling herb and stuff mm -hmm. like this and he's got to smuggle this herb from Mexico into America and he basically creates a family <laughs> goes and gets a haircut buys really nice clothes you know and and a big um, motorhome rather than like a you know, a, a van that he's crossing with. Yeah. And they, you know, obviously it's a comedy and blah, 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 much, much hijinks ensues. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's how they decide to get through the Custom, border yeah. and the customs is to look like you're not the person they're supposed to be beating right. up and pulling over. Speaking of sneaking in, you had, Yami, you had asked oh, me right. to talk about the Narco Cop conference that oh, took place yeah. last yeah, week. I mentioned exciting. that we were going to have a spy that went to the conference. So. Well, but unfortunately, tell us the story. Yeah, okay, so so last week the California Narcotics Officers Association and a whole bunch of uh, basically Other prohibitionists yeah. got together to talk about how to combat the wave of marijuana legalization. And how to protect our communities. Our children. And our children. Protect yes. the children. So, um, a lot of different marijuana reform activists tried to get in. They bought tickets. As far as I know, pretty much all of them got refunded immediately mm -hmm. and sent some sort of a note saying you're not welcome because to attend. Because they were on a list of people who would be trying they to They were Googleable and they, you know, were easily found out as reform advocates and the narco cops didn't want them there. Um, one of my colleagues purchased a ticket, uh, one of my colleagues at MPP, and then MPP decided it just made more sense to send me because I'm local and I would report back. So she just sent me her ticket. It, was, it didn't say non-transferable on it or anything like that. And so 
and she didn't get any email back or anything. So I figured, okay, somehow I'm flying under the radar screen. <laughs> so I show up and there's a bouncer at the door. You can't, like the door is locked. You can't even go through the door until this bouncer opens it. So he opens the door, I hand him my ticket and he's kind of looking it over. And then this other gentleman rushes up, grabs the ticket out of his hand and starts interrogating me, essentially. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, um, you know, it quickly became apparent that my real name didn't match the name on the ticket. And I, I just made up some stupid story about why that was. Oh, she's my friend. She couldn't come. Um, but the name on the... I love these occasions. <laughs> right. I love conferences. I just go to conferences a lot. I went to Prohibition. Uh, yeah. Um, I said I was a concerned community advocate. Okay. Um, this is true, yes. But he, he just basically ended up telling me I wasn't welcome. All attendees were screened ahead of time, and I wasn't screened, so I wasn't welcome. So I didn't get in. Aww. Did he give you back your money? I don't know. MPP was kind of um, going to go back and forth with him about that. He told me that they were not going to refund the ticket, um, and I said, it doesn't say non-transferable on there, so you should. Um, but he was, you know, being bad cop. So my understanding so, was that they had, you know, all the legislators and prohibitionists were there, but also the media was there. And I've asked Don, I've asked Yami, I've asked everyone, and I've looked through the media. I don't see any reporting on what happened covers, there. That's for sure. Not huh. a lot. It got zero. It's like Good that. Good try, many. though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they have people there just screening fate for faces that they know are part of the movement? They, yeah, they really didn't want any reformers there. I mean— I don't know if that's because they were having, you know, real legislative strategy sessions or they just didn't want to be embarrassed because they know that their argumentation is crap. Um, either way, you know, they just they, wow. they didn't I want. I very paranoid about protesters, frankly. Uh, yeah. Some of the materials they published in advance Did... about, the, you know, there was a protest outside, about 80 people, right. patients were out protesting. And, well, with the cops, oh, there were 160 they, uh, of us. Well, yeah. 160 with the cops, right? <laughs> so they published on their website, oh, these people might be dangerous, be careful. Go Pedophiles. Accuse one man of being a pedophile, one of the organizers. Right. It's just terrible stuff. Right. So we've seen that before, but it's usually from the lunatic fringe. Not from the uh, Californians for drug yeah. Well, uh, if you California. looked at some of their speakers, actually, it looked to me like they did have some of the lunatic fringe there. Yeah, <laughs> like the lunatic fringe. The did everybody? No. Yeah. Did everybody going in have like um, like an invisible asshole written <laughs> that was special glasses Pretty you much. can see? Okay, that guy had. I don't know. Actually, I yeah, actually, talking it's marijuana like, was there, and they each got a little button saying "Dope of the Week." <laughs> it was really good. No, I'm kidding. They're goodie bags. We have a few more. Minutes left. Let's go over our dopes of the oh, week. Dope is, uh, yeah. We have an exciting week. Dopes, we actually, plural. For the yeah, first time, the for yes. the first time, it was very hard to distinguish between the dopage that went on this <laughs> week. Um, and first, we come up. If this is in uh, Harlem, uh, the headline is "Marijuana Found in Toddler's Daycare Bag in Harlem." A three-year-old child showed up with 14 bags of dime marijuana. Bag. We don't know, dime bags, <laughs> ounces, who knows where they were. In, it's, it's too much for a toddler. Yeah. Too much for daily, <laughs> for sure, and she did, left her sandwich at home. So her bag was filled with 14 bags of marijuana, and they got to school, somebody smelled it, they opened it up, and the, there's not a lot of details oh, in this wait, wait, article. Wait, the kid's bag or the mom's no, bag? The kids, no, the kid's backpack. The kid's backpack. What had happened, it seems, is that the father's <laughs> friend the night before had stuffed it in there and then forgotten to take it out. He obviously it was, was well, doing something the with that. The little girl's backpack was not in her bedroom and he just stuck it in there and forgot to take it out. I, okay. Anyway, it screams. <laughs> there, there's something fishy about screams this. Screams dope yeah. of the week, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's, um, I think uh, every, everyone that's the first touches that story as a dope of the week. Itself. Definitely, oh, gosh. definitely. So shame on those parents. Life lesson, there are, don't there are really back. stupid people out there that do stupid things and uh, we we will be the first yeah, to Yeah, put it them in one big bag and then stuff it in. The last uh, last oh line God, said that there was a friend of the father. Okay. So how I do you believe everything that I just dropped my kid off at school. If he had any weed in his backpack, I would have smelled it. Yeah. So this is a very serious. <laughs> yeah. And then our uh, <laughs> we have a second one. Our, though, okay. our runner up. Oh, 
he's a he's a bright guy. Really uh, this bright. was in um, Long Island, and uh, this guy was looking into a window of a of an old Toyota. And a couple of cops saw him looking in the window, and they came up and said, Hey, what's up? What are you looking at? He said, It's my car. It's my car. I have registration for it. Why don't you come in my house, and I'll get the registration for you. And he brought the cops in the house where <laughs> all of his marijuana was laid out. A scale was laid out. Bags. There was baggies laid out. He's and a that dope. guy is a dope in jail right now. <laughs> oh. We're sorry for you. I we don't know. mean to make fun of you, That's but no. you do oh. He's trying to do the That's right like, thing. That's like, don't give me that parking ticket. I have a body in the trunk. <laughs> Why would you up oh, the ante of what I you're know. getting? And you know, in so, case listeners don't know, if you invite the police into your house, it's all fair game. Yeah. They see, Who? They're what vampires. They're like vampires. Who is he I would definitely call that guy a stoner. Yeah. That was a stoner move. Idiot. I actually have a sign up right by my front door that says that if the cops were to ever knock on the door, and this is for like if we're having a party, do not invite them in. Oh. Close the door, have them wait outside nice. while you go find me. That's Fortunately, this has never had to be used, but I, I've been at a party when I just suddenly there was a cop walking through. Right. And You're like, what's up? Yeah, what's going on? Like, who let a cop in? <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're good people advice. too. Good advice. Don't <laughs> let the cops in your house unless uh, unless they have a warrant. Unless they're there to help you, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to them when they're there. Serve and protect. And what's wrong with looking in the back window of a? Well, they thought maybe he was going to steal the car, sc- scoping out the car. Yeah. I think he but then how old is his Toyota? Because like you know. <laughs> Our, the picture shows him wearing a sleeveless T-shirt, and you know those guys are always criminals. No, so they the just, just stopping him. It's weird how Dead giveaways are attached to brains. Um, it's that time. We'd like to thank you so much, thank Sarah, you, for Sarah, coming thank and you. hanging Thanks out for with us me. here on Talking Marijuana. Come and visit Anytime us anything's again. going on, thank please you. use yes. our, uh, us as a forum and let us know. Come back and visit us. And, thank uh, you. Thanks for Happy showing up today, Dan. Yeah, so glad, Dan. We missed you. Sorry, I was having a bad Congratulations. Oh, and Pura Vida. Oh, and Vida. You are listening to the John Lovitz Podcast Network. Upcoming shows to the John Lovitz Vodcast Network. Welcome to FYI. <laughs> it's Dimitri Young here with Robert Fick. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Marijuana. Hi, everybody. Crabman's Rock and Roll Revival featuring Frazier Smith is on the air, in your hair, and going out everywhere around the world. I'm Gary Garver, live from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. This is the John Lovitz Podcast Network. <laughs>